Right, folks, it's that time of the day. Yeah. Nine o'clock in the morning in the UK, of course, seven o'clock in Queensland, which uh, Queensland is one of those few states in Australia that doesn't dump to daylight savings. So it's a, a reliable state to live and work in. And so without further ado, yeah. as you know, it's our co-host who's at the top of the totem pole, right at the top of the Northern Hemisphere, Lady in Pink, yeah. her. and um, she's going to introduce us to our a guest for today so um i hand it over to andrea hi everybody good morning good day and welcome to old listeners and new listeners on dreaming the new dream today is the 19th of january would you believe 2023 <laughs> and it's a number nine day and i'm a number nine so it's a good day for me <laughs> Today, I, it's my great pleasure to have Barbara Christia on the show, who I've known for a number of years uh, and when arriving in Australia. And we've done um, some work together and we've done a little concert on the Gold Coast with our instruments. Um, and yes, so I've been blessed to know her and meet her on the path. I love her work. I love what she's doing. I love her singing. And I love what she's been doing with the children in Uganda, um, which that really touches souls. So without further ado, welcome, Barbara. And it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Andrina. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you for having me. Um, it's it's an absolute honor to be here and to see you and to share. I mean, life is about sharing, I think. And and I think we're all doing that. Um, we're much more happier as a, a collective when we can share and grow together. A collective, a collective mm. consciousness. Definitely, definitely. Um, so, first of all, um, I know you were you were Australian born. You were born in Melbourne. I know that your your mum and dad. Sadly, your dad passed on a year ago. Bless him. Um, but you uh, have Italian blood flowing through you. Yes. Um, and what was I? I've lost my train of thought now. Um, well, we've got all the Italian singers, mate. All the sopranos. <laughs> yeah, singers. yeah, that's true. Um, yes. A lot of singers in Italy, yes. Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. really, it's just about you sharing your passion for music because i know they loved music so it's, mm. it was in the bloodstream yeah so if you would like to share how you started in life and the steps that have brought you to where you are now and the wonderful work that you're doing so yes i was born in melbourne mum and dad decided to move to the gold coast when i was 10 and i was quite shy at that age actually i was quite shy but had a very very vivid imagination and i loved um I, lo I was creative i was just creative i knew that i was um gonna do something in that world whether it was painting drawing music all of those sort of things i used to pretend i had a radio station myself with those tapes and you know um <laughs> all of that crazy stuff back in those days you had the little cassettes and so I used to do all of that and so I think I was about 13 and I started piano lessons and I enjoyed piano lessons but um 
my mum and dad then said to me, we've, we've heard about a singing teacher um, and we're just wondering if you'd rather sing. And I was like, absolutely, but I was a bit shy, but I also felt this deep urge that I needed to explore my voice. So I uh, went to meet my beautiful teacher who's still with us. She's in her 80s and um, I went to see her. I was so nervous. I had to, yes, there she is, Patricia White, an amazing, amazing vocal coach known across the world, really. She's launched the careers of many, many a successful singer. Um, but I went to see her. I was very young and she said, oh, would you like to sing something for me? And that was so nerve-wracking, you know, to sing something in front of her. And then I started lessons around 14, 15. And what I love about Patricia is... I mean, she's like my second mum for knowing her for so long. But what I love mm. about her is it's not just a technical lesson that I ever did with Patricia. Patricia was is always about the whole voice. So it's a mind, body, spirit journey. And we would have many, many conversations about how the voice intrinsically um is part of everything in life i mean we could we could actually um say that the voice has we, we could work the voice into anything basically in our conversations which was um a lot of fun and uh i i did you know pretty much all of my training with her i did live in london for two years uh in my mid yeah, yeah. In my mid-20s, I was in London and I was working uh, as a presenter but not singing. And I tried to find, um, you know, someone who could be like Patricia. But, you know, I came back to Australia and I said, you're one of a kind. I could not find a teacher like her. Um, she has this amazing um, wisdom and understanding of the voice and the physiology and the science behind the voice all encapsulated in uh, this spiritual bubble as well. So, yeah, I'm just very blessed that that's been my, my training and vocal production is something that she uh, really um, honours and is passionate about and that's what I do now. I pretty much... Uh, you know, share what she shared with me. Um, she calls my students her grandchildren. She always says to me when we catch up, <laughs> how are my grandchildren going? Um, but it's about, you know, this wisdom. It's, it's, it's an ancient, it's ancient wisdom, I, I feel. Um, and sing, a lot of people I meet say to me, Barbara, you couldn't teach me to sing. You know, I can't sing. And I and I say to them, well, we're here and you're speaking to me, which means you have a fully functioning vocal folds. There's nothing wrong mm. with folds. So, therefore, I think I could teach you to sing. Uh, but it's about understanding that there's the breath and there's the placement and, and all of these things that they actually knew when they were born, 
but they forgot. Because if you look at a baby, a baby can cry for hours and they don't get a hoarse voice. You know, they will cry Mm. and cry and cry and their placement is perfect. Their diaphragm supporting the sound, their breath is working correctly. So I sort of look in the studio at, at kind of reigniting those memories for my students. So they're connecting to that earlier. And I often talk about that with my students is, you know, tap into your inner child. What would your inner child do? How would your inner child, um, you know, sing this? Don't don't um, sabotage your sound before it comes out. You know, I see the mental process as I'm sitting at the piano and they're standing there and they're, you know, they're about to sing and then they'll stop themselves or they'll sing a note and it's perfect but then they change it because they thought it wasn't good, you know. So it's this, it's a mind game. It's such a mind game. So Patricia's given me um, an amazing amount of tools and I'm so, so fortunate and great, you know, very grateful to her uh, for that. And now in my own journey, I just want to empower as many people as I can while I'm, here in the physical form I really believe that that Mm. is my calling um and empower them yes with the voice uh but in in many other ways you know um I think that you know we do a lot of sound I've done a lot of sound healing as you have to Andrina and I say to this this to people that come in here I say what if God had given you the most perfect instrument that was in your body and it was the most perfect medicine for you because it has your DNA, your thumbprint, divinely your sound. There's no one else that sounds like you. And so... When I say this, then they start to understand where I'm coming from. I mm. don't, I don't want them to sound like um, Beyonce or uh, Madonna or any of any artist, Billie Eilish. <coughs> I want them to sound like them, and that's the bit that most people struggle with when they say they can't sing. It's because they're comparing themselves to somebody. I don't know who. It could be, you know, whoever their favourite singers are and they are trying to recreate those singers. Um, So that's the first thing we need to get rid of and start to come into our divine voice, our divine sound. Mm -hmm. You know, how many times have you heard People say, oh, I was told I couldn't sing. Uh, the music teacher, you know, she she picked everybody else and I wasn't allowed to be in the choir or, or your own parents. I mean, sometimes I've had to pull parents up and say, no, no, don't tell them that. You know, that's disempowering them. You know, mm-hmm. oh, they, they can't sing. You know, they should play an instrument. Well, the voice is their instrument. 
That's the first instrument. And then all the other instruments come from that, stem from that. So I was going to ask you because I know for like when I was young, which is many years ago now, oh, um, we were told and I <laughs> I can remember, you know, the teacher of music teachers saying for all those that want to sing in the choir. So we all lined up and we had to make some vocal sounds and she was no, 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 no. Yes, yes, no. And yeah. and. We, we were always told we couldn't sing, we didn't have a voice, and hence me doing all the voice work all the way through. Um, but do you find in now that still people have come in with that fear of using their voice and singing because of the way they've been taught by music teachers or, like yes. you say, parents? Is that still it's carrying still on now? It still happens. It's a real disservice to humanity that we are still doing this sort mm. of thing, you know, because we are shutting children down before they even get a go, you know. And the only mm. reason she would have said yes, yes, no, no was because she was had a sound she wanted and that was her benchmark. So, you know, it's, it's, we've got to get past trying to sound like other people. Um, and we've got to understand that, yeah, of course, you know, if you want to sing a cover of a song, you have to be in tune and you have to, you know, do all of those things. But you can make it your own. You don't have to, you know, in fact, you know, my song, the guy, the guys in Uganda actually sang This Ancient Land at the end of your concert and, um, and they sang it their way and I loved it because it was their interpretation of mm. my, my work. And so as an artist, you know, we, art should be fluid. It should be fluid and flowing. Um, and so we are stuck. We just... We just kind of box ourselves as humans and go, okay, we, we must sound like that. And if they don't sound like that, then they can't sing. Um, no. And we're missing out on so many amazing and unique sounds that, more to the point, those, those beautiful medicinal sounds. So the other thing is, you know, when someone comes to me and they are raw and they don't, you know, they've had a lot of that baggage, a lot of that shutdown, they're constricted, mm. they're not breathing correctly, um, I have to then try and peel the layers off and I do that mm. in a very sensitive way. The, you know, I'm dealing with people's souls and it's it's yeah. got to be it's divine work it's you know i don't want to i don't want to um do anything that's going to make them feel disempowered so we work really delicately with some of them that are very you know traumatized just that you know that's what they are they're traumatized and um and we slowly peel away all of these judgments and conditions and then we start to get to that pure beauty. And when they start to hear their own beauty, it's it's amazing, you know, amazing. Mm. 
And I'm not only working with, I work with all age groups and all levels and I have, you know, people that are in their 60s and 70s who were shut down, who decide to come. But I also work with um, people that have disabilities as well. So there, there's a beautiful story of a young man. He, Well, he was in his 30s and he has um, autism and his mum thought, you know, it'd be great for him to come and have lessons. And he, she would sit in the sessions. And um, and I taught him um, Love Me Tender. And at first it was really difficult. We worked a lot, a long time with this song because he struggled to get tone happening, to fluctuate the tone. So we were really working at trying to get some sort of melodic line happening for him. And so when he finally started getting that, his mum was sitting in the chair and he was singing it straight to her and tears streaming down her face. And I'm just crying. I'm like a blubbering mess on the other side, you know. At their moments that I just feel so blessed to be part of, you know, because you can't, money can't buy that. You know, this is the thing. They're, They're just... These moments are more precious than anything in the world. So you can't play them, can you? You can't. You can't. I've had young kids coming in here with anxiety. Uh, actually, just you know, just the other day, I was listening to a parent telling me how much their child had blossomed and how they, you know, go getters at school now, and you know, doing so much more since they've been doing vocal production because then they develop a confidence. Mm, of course. They, they have this instrument that they're actually kind of connecting with for the first time in their life and it's doing some really cool things they never thought they could do. Mm. So it's, it's, yeah, it's God, it's God's work, definitely. Yeah. Um, oh. You know, I, I sang to my father in the last moments of his life. And oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And that was hard, you know, because you're so close to that. Um, but I just am so glad I did because he loved it so much. He loved me singing. So sorry. Mm. Getting a bit emotional oh. about it. But what a, yeah, but what a gift that was on his transition, eh? Yeah, yeah. That's, absolutely. That's beautiful. Mm. absolutely yeah yeah i didn't know i was going to cry in this (laughs) but see again being an artist being an artist means that we need to feel we we can't we can't shut feelings down and you know we live in a world today and you know this is what you guys are doing we're changing things uh we live in a world where people don't want to feel they just want to numb themselves. They want to lose themselves in in the digital world and, you know, whatever, alcohol, food, um, all of the things where they just get numb and they don't have to feel. But I say to people, feel. You know, this last year has been actually for me a, really a challenging year um, because I had such a great relationship with my father um, and I lost him very suddenly and it was in amongst some 
um, nefarious kind of things that have happened in our worlds that most of us understand were uh, not what most people mm. they were. Um, and, you know, I, I was a huge um, advocate, you know, for people to, to explore and to research and I got, um, you know, a lot of backlash for that. Um, but I saw it with my own eyes and mm. how how that process took him out. They took him out and mm. that would have taken people out all over the world, created the fear and, you know, and yeah. the rest yeah. is, you know, we know. So um, I've, mm. had to, I've had to feel through all of that and you know what I've come up with is that love is the answer. It's love. Uh, my dad was always about love. He 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 would um, he would you know definitely want me to push the love message more than ever now, and I mm. will. But as a singer, the last year was hard for me to even sing. You know, I've had to really um, free my own instrument. So mm. it's interesting, you know, and these skills and tools have helped me so much I can't imagine having gone through the grief and I'm still grieving you know that's a, a long process but having to go through that without having my instrument mm. uh, and my teacher again bless her she she said that she she lost her husband many many years ago and she said to me um Barbara you know my music has healed me and keep your music always mm. um and so you know I think that what I, I'm an advocate for people to feel to allow themselves to feel um don't shut any of it out um and and yeah and in our songs and our poems and our stories we can uh ignite other people's feelings mm, definitely definitely and you know you can be happily merrily going along and you hear a piece of music and whoop, up comes the emotion yeah you know and you know, you think, God, where did that come from? But it's instant, and that you and you just got to go with it. And I know when I've done toning, sometimes when I'm going along, and I might be just toning or singing, and then up you go, and boop, 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 boop. and then yeah. you've yeah. you moved on another layer, and then you just merrily on your way, and then this little process of of healing, and there's no greater power than our voice. No, no, and Especially you know, with all the things that have happened and people have been shut down yeah even now you know since they're they're not wearing these things a yeah. lot of people you still can't they're they're mumbling you well know, it's, in it's interesting i've had a lot of students come to me um that have they had to wear them and and um they've had vocal damage because mm -hmm. try to project with this thing that's there and, you know, um, it, it, it has most definitely been detrimental to even the vocal folds. Um, mm. You know, teachers in classrooms, um, retail um, 
people that have to speak with it on all the time. So the impacts of that decision, uh, you know, uh, for the greater good is it's very questionable <laughs> what the greater good really is. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you know, it's that's a whole other story. But, you know, we 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 are the ones, we're the lights. And, and you know, now I'm coming across people that are really seeing it you know they mm. couldn't see it a year ago or a yeah. two years ago and I'm having some amazing conversations with people and mm. they're re reaching out to me um and you know coming in the studio because they need to vocalize they're angry yeah. they're yeah frustrated uh they're scared so we can work through all of those things with vocal production, you know, it's, and it's a wonderful way to do it. Um, and and it's, you know, I mean, Uganda, Uganda was a gift in all of the craziness that was going on in our world. Then I got, um, I connected with John, who's the principal at the school in Uganda, and. I had that very sad year, but then I had that so much joy with mm. this this community of humans. Um, there they are, beautiful. Um, and the things that they do, you know, I, I laugh because I say to them, I don't think I really need to teach you vocal production. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they really, their mechanism is actually intact way more than the Western, you know, ways of life and the aff more affluent ways of living because they haven't drifted too far from their their culture and their wisdom and, and all of that. But what I do for them is I'm a bridge. I bridge... I bridge them to this world, which they love as well, and they yeah. want to understand. And and equally so, I want to understand their world. So, I mean, I don't even like using the word that I teach them. Um, I don't like teaching anyone. I say I'm a sharer and we share together and it's this beautiful exchange of of things because my students, all of them, whether they're online or uh, in the studio, are some of my greatest teachers. Um, they teach me probably sometimes more than I'm teaching them. So um, with with um, John and all the crew in Uganda, we, we looked at musical theatre. They didn't know what musical theatre was, you know. Um, so we explored that, that genre. Uh, we looked at musical theatre on the West End and we looked at musical theatre on Broadway and um, and then I set them some tasks for them to create their own little musical theatre scene for me and they, they were amazing. They were amazing and they really enjoyed that task. Um, and we continue to work this coming year. Um, so I am actually reaching out to to everyone who's watching this, you know, uh, please um, help us build this self-sustaining community that we want to build in Uganda because, you know, we don't want to, again, it's about empowerment. Uh, mm -hmm. We don't want uh, them to always 
feel like they have to take donations from us because really um, their country is so rich. It's it's almost it's almost silly uh, that we think that our country is more abundant than their country. You know, the more I delve into their culture and and their but um, but what we do need to do because. We have to work in the currency, and and I often say I wish money wasn't an issue. You know, I wish we didn't yeah. have, I wish we didn't have to deal with money. You know, it's just such an icky kind of thing. Um, but unfortunately, it is, you know, how we have to do things. So I am helping fundraise um, to build an arts school in Uganda, um, and. Also, uh, John has got a mushroom farm that he wants to establish there. So there's many things that we're putting in place. I'd like to be able to bring a couple of students to Australia and have them here for eight months where I could really give them the basic tools to become vocal production teachers so that they can go back into the village and do the work that, I'm doing here, but they can do it from there. Um, mm. And then there's some amazing drummers that I want to bring to the world. I mean, there's some amazingly talented drummers and even some of the singers blow your mind, you know, um, mm. but no one would ever know them there without a lifeline to this world so that's the bridge you know trying to create this bridge um, have we got a clip of the the singers yeah Jeff. i think jeffrey's got some clips there they're from my instagram but that's fine jeffrey you can share those you know see a little bit of the singing yes yes Which one do you want? That one's that's my YouTube, Jeffrey. I think. Um, yeah. So, you'll... do you want the um, do you want the ancient land or the call for a song for humanity? Um, no. Well, I think Andrina was hoping you'd play. You know the Ugandan class. Yeah. Yep. Which one's that one? That's that's from the Instagram. Oh, thank you, um, I think I just thought it'd be nice, you know, showing the work that you've done. Well, you know, what I did while while Jeffrey's finding that, um, what I did was my end of year concert I have here. It's a lovely intimate. I like intimate concerts where you can be right close. You can feel the vibration of people's voices, all of that. So I had my concert here, but what I did do is I set up the Zoom so that Uganda was also part of the concert and um, we they sang for us and we sang for them and it was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, yeah, I think Jeffrey got it up there. That's the one, yeah, yeah. Why is it not playing? 
Oh, there's a bit of silence at the start, I think. You start. Pardon me? Oh, they'll start now, Jeff. Right. You make me Sorry, I wanted to blow that up. You can't really blow that up. No, no, That's the tricky bit. That's the tricky bit. So, um, the okay. other night. What are you going to say? Yeah, you can stop Robert, that now. <laughs> yeah, we got the picture, but no, that's beautiful. And <clears throat> and I know I was talking to you about singing, and I think like you know, if you you were to give tips for people that don't don't yes. sing as we think, we don't sing because we we don't sing we do. sort of thing yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's like like you say like that's a classic song and you know if you could just kept singing that over again you know you can sing you just oh, got to find the, the right you know like i said to you like i love some of the uh, last christmas i mean like god knows how many times <laughs> but yeah. i'm i'm singing away to it obviously it doesn't feel quite right now so i'll find another one but <laughs> It gives you the opportunity to sing away. You're using your voice. You're lifting your vibration up. <clears throat> you are. And, you know, there's a lot of science in that too. So, you know, I talk a lot about the resonating cavity being the head. So our resonating cavity is our head. It's not our chest. It's not our tummy. This beautiful skull that's here and is different for everybody is our resonating cavity. So even when we're singing in the lower register, we are still aiming to resonate in the lower part of our head. And obviously as we move up, it goes higher and higher. So then when we're in the higher part of our register, well, we have you know, the the pineal gland that we hear so much about, the pituitary gland, all of these glands are situated in our, in our head and they are beautifully activated when we are using our voice in this flow and in this way that we were born to use it. Um, so, you know, that's why we feel euphoric that's what you know gives us this this view and our vibration lips so yeah i mean it's i i just say to people if you're not feeling well and there's been times where i haven't felt that well and then i go and you know do a bit of singing and then i'm 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 fine i'm absolutely fine so it's such a wonderful tool to use for you know healing um and self-healing self-healing because mm. mm. i know um you know i've said to people in the past about using your voice i'm i'm playing with the sunshine here <laughs> yes um, humming. if you want to move around move around huh? 
Well, I could be here all week trying to find a, a spot. Um, hang on, just <laughs> um, well, I've got a good signal going. Oh, there you go. Is that any? Is that better? It looks like it's bright for you. Is it too bright for you? <laughs> hang on, let's see if I can. Right, how about right, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's good. That's good. I'm, I'm, I've got half a cheek on one side of the sofa and the other. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, and I've always said about humming and yes. Um, and, you know, like um, when I've done the voice work and we, we do the letters M and N and, and I say, mm. do it with your lips closed and, and you can feel it vibrating through your head. Um, and if you're doing inner toning is to do it with an intention of sending that sound to like, you know, your knee or something, or yeah. even, you know, if you can tone into spots like, you know, you've got, ooh, you know, you tone away. Yes, you yes. Know, there's so many ways to use the voice and play with it. Um, well, you know, you know that humming, Andrina. So I, I do what we call the siren. Lots of singing teachers use it. Um and it's really, it's that, but it's it's going up through the pitch. So up to, you know, your higher register. And it's li literally, it's just this. You're literally being a siren. Now, how many times... Do young children pretend to be fire engines, yeah. police cars, unless their parents told them to be quiet all the time, which some of them might have had that, you know. Mm. So they were shut down, you know. Shush, don't be, don't make, didn't be making any noise. So they weren't able to explore. They thought they were just, you know, playing around with sound, uh, but they were exploring this beautiful instrument. Um, so this is my website. Yes, this is my website. And actually, um, Jeffrey, maybe if you could play that. Um, I did a little thing through COVID for humanity. So I wrote the song It's a Call a while ago and the song was for humanity. I mean, all my songs are for humanity lifting their hearts and so um in the time of lockdowns you know people were going stir crazy and so um i had a video clip done a very short one it wasn't the whole song but it was basically to you know put something out to uplift humanity that's not the one, um, Jeffrey. It's another one. This is just images of what happened, I think, through the lockdown. Oh. But <laughs> that's seeing that with that tape, how they had it around. Yes, yes. That I, I actually, my daughter put that together mm -hmm. and I put that on my YouTube as well because it was sad, you know, all of yeah. these you know. We wanted to go around and rip them off and think, Anyway, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll go there. That's the, <laughs> yeah, love, love is the answer. Love is the answer is is what I say. So, yeah, um, I just got to turn it off. There's bloody commercials coming up. Oh yes, yes, you'll get the YouTube ads. <laughs> we, 
we one one thing I'd like to say we don't have any commercials on our channels and no adverts. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I I'm definitely a fan. I'm gonna. <laughs> I haven't had a I hadn't had enough time to listen to all of them yet. But I Carol's was. I thought I really have to listen to Carol's first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This, so this was designed to make people feel better. Beautiful. And I'll have to play that later. And um, but I love the I saw Bobby Running Fox there and his son. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. A couple of I'm sure you'd have some, yes. So um Bobby and Mivon are dear friends of mine, and also um Glenn Barry, who's the didgeridoo player. He's he's a very close friend of mine. Um, and they were all there, and it was so funny because Mivon and Glenn actually matched that day and and I didn't plan that you know that was divine intervention they their clothing and everything and the way uh you know uniting of humanity together there it was just beautiful um and I'm just so thankful that they could all make make time Where, to create that whereabouts were you was that down on the Gold Coast somewhere yeah Miami, that was Miami yeah Miami Beach. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's Lovely. a great spot there. Mm. I've done a few mm. things there, and it's always it's always a great little spot. Yeah, um, I, I was interested when you spoke about the drumming because I mean I love drumming and going to drum circles and what have you. And um, I went to one in Ringwood. You know, I've been putting out feelers, finding the Soul Tribe down here and what have you. The yeah. the earthly, earthly ones. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And I went to. Um, a circle um and it was run by a lady called shay o'connell um anyway there was it was turned out to be all ladies and it was five pound for the session and there were 16 of us all drumming and chanting together and the power of this women and this group going out was absolutely phenomenal but you yes. know when you get when you and i know when we used to run help run joe's farm um the drumming circles we used to have about 50 people all in a circle drumming sticks yeah. all of you you know you bring people together and, and 
it's you know the power of sound calls you in in different ways doesn't it yeah, and you've I got to have a leader don't you you've got to have the leader oh otherwise, yeah <laughs> otherwise you go down to burly heads and you listen to those dudes down there and just <laughs> see you later jack yeah. Yes, it, it, yes, that's right. That's true. That's true. You do need to have some sort of structure around it. Well, that's another little thing that's happening with myself and a very good friend of mine, Helen, who's a yoga teacher. Her and I are going to be starting because um, I bought a harmonium, which is that picture, Jeffrey, of, um, that you had put up earlier. So the harmonium is a new acquisition in my music studio. I'm not sure if you can see it, um, but yeah, it's it's. Um, and we're going to be plants in my shruti box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be doing kirtan, which is the you know the mantra, wow. and mm -hmm. and we're bringing that sort of north uh, because. The Gold Coast is a funny little space. You know, you've got all of that stuff that sort of happens, you know, the drumming and the yoga and the and the meditation type stuff that happens sort of south of Burley. Um, it sort of creeps into Broad Beach a little bit. But from Southport onwards and upwards, it's a bit of a desert. Um, and so we've uh, decided that we might, you know, explore that and, you know, expose people to that because you don't know, you don't know if you don't know. So we've got to kind of share it in order for people to know what it is. And if they like it, then that's great. That's great. So that's a little project that I have got going on when I'm not teaching um, and that's exciting because that's still activating people's voices. So pretty much everything I'm doing, whether it's writing my own album to share voice and inspire others, uh, whether it's um, teaching online or on in studio, um, and then the kirtan is is activating people to sing in a more, I guess, uh, less kind of exposed manner because they are singing with others and, you know, they don't feel like the spotlight is on them so much. Mm. I know. So when you I go down to Burley Hits house, you go to Burley Hits to the um, four o'clock session in the community hall there and get the free feed that goes with uh, the singing and chanting. I haven't. No, I haven't been down there. Have you been to that, Jeffrey? No, I did. <laughs> They're a neat piece yeah. band. It's full on, boy. Yeah. Like, and they've got different versions of That's right. That's right. And and you know, the thing is those mantras are they're activating. So um they're activating in the sounds and see again it comes back down to the sound. Actually, mm. next month with Helen and another um another friend of ours, Alex, um we are running a workshop called um, The Science of Sound where we're going to share our knowledge, um, Helen, with mantra and breath and kriya and all of those sort of things, myself with vocal production and Alex with his explorations with sound in water and, and tr sound that travels um, and he's also um, a Tibetan bowl player and uses sound in his um, studio with massage and, and healing as well. So 
you know, there's so much going to, there's so much that's going to happen in 2023. There's a lot lot to do, a lot to do. I tell you what, I, um, when I lived in Lennox Head, I used to go to Mullumbimby to the Kuratan there. Yeah. Couple hundred there, but oh my God, it was so lovely. And I must admit, I miss that. I really miss that. Um, uh, when I'm in Glastonbury, if it's on the right night, they do it on a Friday every few weeks, and uh-huh. I've gone to that. And it's just lovely being in that space, singing your heart out for a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I was only well, thinking the other day, I'd like to try and find a group somewhere where I could go that's not too far away. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, um, my harmonium teacher, Alice, lives in Brunswick Heads and she invited me to a beautiful uh, gathering in Mullum and Mm. it was was beautiful Mm. and um, I've connected with that community and I'm hoping, you know, that that they will support us bringing this further north, you know, and um, and create something like that here. I know it's, uh, it's going to take some time, but we've got to start at some stage. So, yeah. uh, uh, Jeffrey, hey, um, come to South. Um, yeah, well, hey, um, now Andrina's on a farm. And I, so while you're talking about that, yeah, I was thinking of old McDonald's farm. But you may not have heard that over the course of the shows here, those um, sheep, because we're in the winter, so they're not coming out. But in spring and all that summer, the uh, lady opens up the, the pens and the sheep come out, the goats come out. And you can hear, and Andrina will say, the sheep say, ma, ma, isn't it? They, yeah, they don't say ba, they say ma. Oh, yeah, so you could do an old McDonald's farm going ma, and then the goats could be doing their stuff, and you know I think you can yeah. go quite well with a little um, three-minute video there, um, the old McDonald's farm, you know. <laughs> woof woof woof, and a woof woof here, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's interesting, isn't it? We we were taught taught bar, but yeah, I right. know, and it yeah. and it she's got three. Um, brown lambs well they're 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 probably about four or five months old now but they're they're massive but of course their their wool and their their sheepskin is so thick it's unbelievable but are they so vocal oh my god even with the window shut you could hear them go ma (laughs) and it was like you know i could see jeffrey's face you could hear him go go in the chorus (laughs) in the background but they definitely say ma. They do not say ba. Wow, wow. There so you go. How important is it to sing ma rather than ba? Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> even even to the sounds of the animals that it's being censored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, you remember when... Yeah, when we were kids and we would go. Yeah, you teach your students that? Well, not quite that, but I do teach them the lip trill. Now, I'm going to see if you two could do the lip trill for me. I so can't. Go on. <laughs> it's basically this. So. Okay, here we go. There we go. That's it. So you know, you 
made those sounds and and also that as well jeffrey but you know what that actually does that in that engages our diaphragm so if you put your hands on your sort of tummy area and do this i'll find it <laughs> And you might sounds need. Like, sounds like a horse. <clears throat> well, it is, it is a bit like a horse, but you need to make sound with it, Jeffrey. So it's a. Put a tone on as well. <laughs> yeah. So as you as you. As you went up, he sounded like a motorbike. As you went up, Jeffrey, did you feel your tummy engaging as it no, went higher? No, that was the bloody skull. Why? But did you put your hand on your tummy and do that again? Yeah, so I think I've got to move myself around you. Hang on, <laughs> okay, go on. Okay, so do that again. Don't push the sound though. So we want it. We want the sound to go up into the head. No. Is that right? Yeah. No, no. Doesn't sound right. <laughs> you like a rat. <laughs> 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 Coming down bloody Coronation Street there, mate. <laughs> Running out of yes. like a duck on the end. What? <laughs> So as you're dropping out of it, it's the diaphragm that's disengaging. The diaphragm's disengaging, so then you're reconnecting, disengaging, reconnecting. But um, that's yeah, part. Of, so when the baby cries, you know when you, you, you the newborn's crying, the tummy's raising. You can you can see the little tummy moving mm. up. So that's the diaphragm working. So. You know, sometimes I have students coming in and they're in reversal. So the tummy's going in when they're making sound. Yeah. The tummy really needs to come out mm. to support the sound. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a bit technical, but I just thought that that could be a bit of homework for you. You could just do <laughs> a bit of, you know, lip trilling and uh, connect yeah. the sound. Um, <laughs> Yeah, any other tips um, to help any listeners and ourselves? Um, Vocal tips. So definitely, yeah. definitely, um, I would say if you're somebody who uh, has never made a sound, like cannot remember when they sang or even, you know, tried to sing, uh, I would start very gently with a siren and that's the, you know, mouth closed, tongue rests on the roof of the mouth and you're just exploring this beautiful cavity the skull with your with a very par, a partial sound like this mm -hmm. and what they should feel or they should feel the sensation of the soft palate lifting so you know when you're about to yawn and you'll probably yawn now, but when you're yeah. about to yawn, the soft palate lifts in the back. We have a hard palate, which is right near our teeth, and then further back we have a soft palate. So that will start to lift. And in that lifting is how we access the higher 
register. So when we do the siren, we're lifting up through the soft palate into the higher part of the head. Give it a go. Just a... But don't push Jeffrey. Jeffrey's a pusher. He likes to push it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've just got to allow it. And and no then... flirting on this radio session. <laughs> so, did you feel any lift in the back? Did you feel a lift at all? My tongue, um, the tip of the tongue, um, feels quite because um, it's up on top of the mouth. There, and you can. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's almost like you're opening up the um, the senses of your your tip of your tongue. You know. Well, and you know, you, you're activating it... all of that, all of that. Mm. Yeah. And top yeah. of the mouth as well. Yeah. Feels, <clears throat> it's not as if you sort of use it all the time, is it? You now all of a sudden you sense it and feel it. Yeah, I'm exactly. I tell, you, to it, it? I tell you another thing. You don't hear people whistle like two years ago. No. I don't know about in Australia, but in England years ago, you'd often hear people going down the yeah. street whistling away. You, yeah. I mean, you just, you don't hear that at all now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's true. Whistling was, yeah. Roger Whitaker. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's dying away as well. Um, you know, these are the things we do. We, maybe we need a whistling revival, you know. Well, we, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe I should add that to my kirtan. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you're using your lips, aren't you? You know, you. Yeah, yeah. Can't even do it now. What about your bees? What about the bee one you do? Bees. bees. Oh, bee. Yeah. So Bumblebee. I always used to get people to um, um, cover their ears, cover their eyes, and then just go. Mm. And if you do that, you can hear the sound of your own voice. It's really yeah. loud, and you can play with it. And you know, I used to say to mums, you know, in a workshop, do do the bumblebees and get the children to do it. So when they come in, it just grounds them, it brings them back into their body and they're not all over the shop. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I, I think in yoga they use that as well a lot, the bumblebee sound. Mm -hmm. Um and it and it is so calming. Um, you know, all of that um just you know calms us and and maybe maybe that's also a, a memory for us of maybe our, our, our mother humming to us or singing to us mm. uh, we are musical beings we are absolutely a hundred percent musical beings we come into um well, before we come into the earth, in our mother's bellies, we're hearing a beat. We've got a strong mm -hmm. sense of beat that's with us from the beginning. So, um, you know, I think that people sell themselves short when they say, I can't sing or I'm mm. not a singer. I often now say to them, if you really want to sing, you can. So, you know, you may not want to sing and that's a completely different thing to mm. I can't sing. So I think it's about singing in tune as well because you can follow a song 
um and you can sing with that but when you try to do something you're on your own then it's a different story <laughs> well okay so that's got to do with your ear and its connection to your voice so um melodies are just patterns of sound um mm. so it's about um remembering that pattern of sound so when someone goes a bit pitchy and you know we all do like i mean when i'm learning a new work or something you know sometimes i'll, I'll sing it flat or sharp or whatever that's because i haven't actually learned that pattern of sound correctly yet so it's not completely embedded in me so therefore you know it will sound a little off some people can memorize patterns of sounds a lot faster than other people too so you know you've got that as well but um you need to sing with somebody but then really mm. challenge yourself to turn them off and then start to really really listen to your own sound and go okay does that sound and 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 that's listening with the inner ear and you know a lot of the time when people record themselves, they'll say, oh, I sound so terrible. So for me, it's trying to get people to uh, get closer to hearing what everyone else hears. So mm. it's developing, yeah. developing the ear. I have another story of a young girl who came to me and she did have um, quite a pitch issue Um to begin with but it had a beautiful tone i could hear her beauty even though she struggled to maintain pitch and we worked and worked together and you know she went on and has sung and won things you know and and done very well so you know had she been shut down um then she would have been another one of those people saying i can't sing mm um but you know she's out there empowered and and doing it um so yeah we've got to be careful with our words don't we very power words. of words is very important yeah, yeah there's a um paris a parisian in france his name is dr tomatis who did the pioneering work in um in those throats is a specialist and yeah. um he had members of um the paris um symphony orchestra's choir would come to them because they couldn't hit certain notes and that's because they hadn't heard those notes so he would actually get those notes recorded and they come to his uh, clinic and then he'll put the headphones on them and then um, play them those um, semitones and um, Bob's your uncle yeah so he, did, he did a lot of pioneering work in that whole area of um, um, specialized Tune. healing yeah for sound yeah. healing yeah, it's really, yeah. really there at the forefront. I noticed on your website you've got Edgar Casey's yes. um, statement there too. Yes, yes. Love Edgar Casey. Uh, he's one of my mm. favourites. Uh, I've just actually bought quite a few of his books. So I look forward to exploring lots of his his. Tell um, me, um, one other thing I was thinking about, um, like doing workshops over Zoom, because um, it's hard to... Like if you've got a group, say six people together, all singing, because the sound waves and the quality, you can't really do a, a singing. Have you found any other way of bringing people together um, apart oh. from all being in the same room? 
I haven't done much in the way of a, a lot of people together, but I do do one-on-one -on -one Zooms internationally other than Uganda where we do that group. But they're all in the one room, which is which is good. So it's really like one-on-one, -on -one, you know, one Zoom, one Zoom. Um, but um, I've had you had to you have to get creative. Zoom is the only one I have really explored, and I really am up for understanding if there's better ways to minimize mm -hmm. delay. Zoom doesn't like the higher pitch sounds so when I'm working with someone in their higher register particularly women um, in the higher register because they go higher than men um, zoom will glitch glitch out and so what I end up doing is I end up recording it on my phone and sending them that particular exercise when it you know because we need to a stretch their range we can't just keep going where zoom's telling us so no. um, we we've got to do it so I, I've, I've had to think of creative ways around uh the way i teach and um and do it that way so but i i think there's some amazing people out there with technology i just need to find someone who can yeah. uh, who <laughs> who can help me in that department because I'm actually not very technical. Um, it may appear that I am, but I'm actually not. Yeah, yeah. I hear I'm, you. I, I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. But, um, yeah, I mean, the day I had my concert and I had to um, hook up the guys in Uganda, I did it the night before. I set it up. I was, like, Googling it. I was... I thought for sure, what if it doesn't work? And I, you know, they're waiting for me over the other side of the world and it's not, you know, then we can't get it to work. And then my students here in the studio won't be able to hear them. And But it all worked out. Um, I, I just took a lot of time to do it. And someone who's, you know, savvy might have done that in half an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is what we said. The, the issues I've been having this week with new phone sims and all yeah. sorts. I said, God, it would have taken somebody a fraction of the time it's taken us to sort things out. I know, I know, oh I know. And it's funny, my children aren't ever around when I need them for these things. <laughs> <laughs> they're all savvy, but, you know, where are they? <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah. they, you can relate to that, Jeffrey. There's a great commercial. Um, I can't remember how long ago it was, but in Australia, and um, Dad's down there on the lounge with the dog watching TV. It might be some sports show, and then he can hear um, muckling around upstairs, and he thinks, "Oh, okay." So he gets his wallet out, and he takes all the big hard cash, and then he just leaves ten dollars in the buddy wallet. And so um, the daughter comes down the stairs and so like, Dad, you know, have you got any money, mate? You know, and he hang on a sec, I'll get the wallet out. So he gets the wallet out, it's got 10 bucks. So he gives the 10 bucks. <laughs> so he's, he saves himself the money, his petty cash because he knows he's going to get hit up by those kids. Oh, that was really smart, buddy, TV commercial. Yeah. But, um, Dad's the ATM machine, you know. <laughs> they only want you when they want you. 
That's right. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I do think um, technology is amazing. And look, mm -hmm. we're able to do this. <laughs> um, how amazing. But um, I, I'm sure it's in the fullness of time we're going to be able to, to, you know, be able to do anything and everything. So, like, when I'm teaching a new song, I have to get them to play it on their end so that the delay doesn't yeah. But, you know, we get we get around it. We get around it. We just, um, you know, have to think creatively. That's why being, you know, having creativity and not killing creativity, which I do think tends to happen in our schools and our education systems, um, mm. is important that we don't we don't lose that creative spark that we are all born with, um, yeah. and and you know. Uh, some of us choose to explore that more deeply, and 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 look, I, I I think everything's creative. I think cooking can be creative. I think mathematics is creative. You know, music and maths are very much linked in together. Um, so the world mm. is just one beautiful, creative, um, flowing bubble. Mm. So in the background, you've got the piano. Is that a, a five octave keyboard? No, no, uh, that's that's a, a grand baby grand piano there. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. And how many Um, oh, there's at least. Well, it's the same. It's the same as your standard, um, you know, concert keyboard. Um, like it's Roland or a yeah, you know, a Roland keyboard. I don't even know how many octaves you're on there. I have to count them. But at least because um, I remember being in um, Hamburg, yeah, and I went to the reefer barn, and at one end you've got um, the opera house, and then in the middle you've got Schmidt Theatre, and it's in the red light district, and you, it's just amazing, and yeah. um, and it's just a, a cacophony of sound, and um, and there's a bloke saying, I went and talked to these dudes coming out of the opera house, and they're talking about. The maestro. I said, well, "What's a maestro?" Ah, oh, yes. And it's a it's a, a male voice that comes once in the blue moon. It's called a bass profundo, and it's open the checkbook. How much do you want, maestro? And I said, "Oh my god!" Because <laughs> how many times do you hear everybody uh, male voices in the actual charts? Because they're all young tenor boys or counterpoints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Well, you know, there is. There's actually. Quite a few. I've got one in here who comes to me. He's got a beautiful, warm, bassy sound. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he actually does with himself. Um, right. Because when you yeah. go down to Broad Beach, uh, to the, um, I think those three guys, they do the singing there and they have a song that's all about the bass. It's all about the bass. The yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. You had it. Koi boys. Koi. Yeah, koi boys. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard of them for a while. Actually, are they still doing their thing? Uh, I'd hope so. Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> mm. I'm not sure. Yeah, they're very good. Like, they the harmonies are good. 
They are. They're very tight. Very tight. Yeah. Mm. They they were they went on a reality one of those shows, didn't they? they That's did. how they discovered. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, they were super popular. But you know, I think COVID. I probably haven't heard of them for a while because of COVID. And yeah, now you're true. Everybody's kind of uh, you know resurfacing. Mm. <laughs> Uh, so well, even Elton John is turning up to Brisbane on Saturday. Yeah, I know. Yeah, did, yeah. I saw all that going on with Molly, Molly, and I don't know. I, I mean, I I, try, I just shake my head at what goes. I got a text um, in the morning there. Said, "Oh, Jeff, my um, daughter-in-law can't go to Elton John, and she's got two tickets at two hundred fifty dollars each." And I said, yeah. "Oh, yeah, the best off going for a couple rather than just getting rid of them one at a time." So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And has she got tickets for Brisbane? Yeah, got for Saturday. Oh, wow. okay, yeah. Where do you want to go? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it would be amazing. It would be an amazing concert. I actually saw that guy in 1973. Wow. Uh, of all places in Auckland at Western Springs Speedway. Oh, wow. And, um, and um, the oldies who run the you know Auckland City couldn't believe how all the roads all around that area within ten miles was choked. They didn't know wow. who this guy Elton John was, right? And yeah. um, so he started the show with funeral for a friend, and oh. the, all the lights went out, and then you got the stage, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of the stage, this this piano comes up with this guy on it, and um, it's this haunting music that comes from that song, Funeral yeah. for a Friend. Yeah. And he just, it was just a bloody unbelievable concert. But yeah. I don't know, how old is he now? 80? I don't know if his voice has got the, the Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, they they do do a whole lot of stuff to, to get themselves on stage, I would say. Because <laughs> um, yeah, I went to Eaglebert Humperdinck. I mean, he's 80. 82 or something at the casino at Jupiter's and um, he's a smart entertainer yeah, because yeah. I'll tell you how smart he was because his name was um, Gary Percy before he changed yes, his name. Yes, that's right. Our mate Rob, um, Rob, Rob, what's his name, uh, Andrina? He's just passed away now. He played the bass steel guitar and all mm. stuff and they used to go and do gigs together. Think. And, uh, Rob Burgess. Anyway, so anyway, Stepped out of the joint there. So anyway, he gets on there. He's got the songs and all that stuff, and he knows everybody loves his stuff. All the females on the first ten rows ready to throw their bras and knickers and all that stuff. <laughs> Even though they're all seventy and all that stuff, doesn't really matter. They're all there, and you know he can't reach those top notes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he turns around and gets the microphone and he points it to <laughs> the audience and says. You know the song. <laughs> you sing this. Oh, he was really good how he but he got away with that. Yeah. Well, see, that's it. They lose their top sounds. And and you know, young performers also can lose those top sounds if they're not singing and placing the voice in the right place. So um you, you know, they they are clever at disguising how they can get around. They probably build their whole concerts around that now i don't know i haven't really heard elton live um so i don't know you know maybe he's placing his voice really well and 
there are there are elderly people like in their 90s in the classicals genre who still have the sound of someone in their 20s because they're placing it correctly uh, there's a an Italian lady I think I, she was well into her 90s and I first heard her sing and I thought oh what a young beautiful youthful sound and there she was she's an old woman um, by the piano singing and she was explaining the benefits of looking after the voice uh, for its sustainability and its longevity so you know that that's that's part of my mission is to uh, you know re-educate people because you know you go to concerts and the singers on stage and the veins are popping out of the neck and they're they're squealing that top note and everybody's you know thinking that's amazing well that's vocal suicide really that's what that is uh, but we've programmed people to um to think that that's correct so again it comes back to programming <laughs> jimmy, you got jimmy barnes and i'm just thinking oh, oh jimmy is the perfect example of that so if you ever noticed jimmy he would do his concert or, or tour and then he'd go you wouldn't see him for a while he'd disappear because he was in ro vocal rehab to get over what he'd just done and then yeah. he'd resurface again and he'd do it all over again because the other thing is they, they they then get to a point where that's what the audience wants. So he can't change too much because that's Jimmy Barnes and that's what they want to hear. They want to hear mm -hmm. vocal suicide. <laughs> That's what they're paying the money for. So, you know, I, I say to my students, I want to set you up in a way that you're sustainable from the get-go so you can sing until you're 100 and you can work until you're 100. Um, and your voice will last. It will be there. You'll have those top notes forever if you, you know, respect the voice. Uh, for our overseas audience, particularly our UK ones, I just want to say Jimmy Barnes was was the lead singer oh, yeah. called Cold Chisel, and then he's gone out on his own. So, if you want to type up Cold Chisel, um, you can understand where we're coming from. Yeah, um, I know that used to be um, Corolla's favourite. She used to love Jimmy Barnes. I must yeah. put her on my friend list again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. a lot of, uh, I mean, Jimmy Barnes has ha has a huge following, and you know, good on him. Um, and, you know, he just had to do that. He had to just take time out and then come back and take time out and come back. I'm sure he's got lots of, you know, vocal um, nodules on on the folds, but, um, you know, he's he he's obviously works with them. <laughs> has to look after himself, yeah. Hey, um, when you're talking there, I, I can remember the Dean Martin show where he'd slide down the pole and go up and talk to this buddy pianist and meet everybody have a scotch and have a cigarette and he'll be <laughs> doing his buddy someone was it as it goes uh, somebody loves someone sometimes oh yes 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 yeah yeah and so oh, it's sort of whole scene and the whole um, the coolness being cool yes, this is cool having a whiskey have a smoke get sid playing the guitar playing the piano talk about his missus you know, yes yeah. 
I'm just I've just got visions there of um, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., and Frank Sinatra. You know, they were all mm. sort of. Um, Patty but, had, but, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure they had <laughs> they had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And Ozzy Osbourne with his um, theatrics well, on the stage with Buddy Alcohol. Yeah, the same, isn't it? They're all hard rockers, Buddy, on the drink, isn't it? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, look, it's it's part of that culture, that band culture. Um, late nights, um, you know, definitely not early mornings. None of them would have been early risers, I'm sure. No, they're going to bed. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But it's and, interesting we're having this part of the conversation because it's very important when, when people want to move into to the arts, such as, you know, singing and, and either join take that and then step out and become a solo singer like robbie williams and then yeah you know so you're either a, the backup singer and this whole mindset i mean a mate of ours ray oliver i mean he come from buddy birmingham and he was part of that um that whole scene there the cream revolution i mean he was playing in all these nightclubs in australia and sydney and melbourne and brisbane mm. i mean th those rooms were just full of smoke yeah. And yeah. they're all drinking hard liquor. Yes. And uh, you come home and your eyes are smokes yes. in your clothes and all that stuff. And you're playing all those sets. I mean, it's a whole <laughs> new paradigm, well, isn't it? It is. And, you know, um, that was, you know, was it healing what they were doing? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, were they using music? in a healing modality uh, possibly not but they were having a lot of fun all the same that was our, that was our version of a dating app isn't it really yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah well you know the playroom down here oh, yeah, yeah. Know, that was yeah. one of those yeah, Budgery, yeah. kind of those places yeah so um you know i think uh definitely smoking isn't good for the vocal folds that's for sure um and um you know, I think, thank Christ, that artists don't have to be in venues full of smoke these days. Mm. That That's a good thing. That's <laughs> a really good thing. Wasn't it um, uh, Johnny Farnham recently had some thing going on vocally, I think, or um, he, was, he wasn't well and wasn't there well, was yeah. something to do with the throat, I thought, or maybe mouth. I don't know. I can't remember, but I did think, you know, maybe that he he might have had something, you know, going on back in the day with smoke-filled rooms. And he was a smoker too, I think, wasn't he, Johnny Farnham? Well, look, I've got to say, mm. um, for our overseas audience and all this stuff, yeah, Johnny Farnham was uh, was um, the pristine, you know, the boy next door, you come and invite the tea, and he, he did quite well with duos duets with buddy olivia newton john and um yeah he was very much yeah the, the aussie boy the aussie yeah, boy yeah. and he sang a couple of those songs from andrew lord weber um, yeah i i don't i don't remember stuff like that and he had oh. some really big albums that yeah. came out there yeah yeah. yeah yeah so anyone who's watching the show if you want to look it up johnny farnham he started yeah. off with a young boy being uh, Sadie the Cleaning Lady was his in initial debate, debate song. That's right, that's right. Um, yeah, but um, you take me down memory lane there, the playroom. That was a place where you had um, 
Oh, 55, angels, cultism, very yeah, my sex, very... Yeah. Um, I used to go off that Australian place. Crawl. Australian crawl, yeah. <laughs> it, it was, um, yeah, it was the place to be. <laughs> definitely, <Ooh>. definitely. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I, I would say for me, though, I, I don't necessarily, the people that come to me don't always want to be a Jimmy Barnes or a, you know, uh, Androva Celli or, you know, whoever. Um, but they don't have to be, but they can still sing. And that is, I guess, the message that I really uh, want to share with the world is, you know, you sing not because you want to be famous or a star. You sing because, first of all, it, it, it fills a void in you and then you can connect with others through that. Uh, so it's working with energy, you know, singing mm. is energy and it's um, the voice is really our spirit uh, in, in a way. It is when you think about it, the, we, we're born and we, we cry. The first thing we do is we breathe and we cry, so we vocalise. And then as we leave our physical body, it's the voice and the breath probably that are some of the last things that, that you know, as are hanging in there for us, you know. So um, it's, it's an interesting thing, the voice. It's, you know, like I said, I could talk hours about the voice and probably <laughs> bore, bore the listeners, um, uh, but it is definitely worth exploring your own voice um, don't feel like you can't sing. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, reach out to me. Um, I think I have all my details there. Um, even if you are overseas, uh, that, you know, obviously Zoom is here for us and we can um, use that as well. And just, uh, you know, reconnect with this part of yourself. You know, mm. this is our expression so when we're also vocalizing we then start to stand up for ourselves we start to assert ourselves where you know that's a scary place for uh the establishment uh, <laughs> yeah imagine you know, if everybody had a voice and spoke up oh my long, goodness look out. Overdue, eh? look out so that's yeah. kind of that's kind of how, you know, I I feel um, my role is in this time in our lives is even if it's a little bit, you know, just chipping at it. Like obviously uh, I, I am actually and maybe your, your listeners might like to um, follow this is uh, with a student of mine who's very clever um, putting together an online platform and it will be sort of linked to my website and it's called Vocal Reconnect. So that will be a space that people can um, subscribe to and I will have vocal production videos, I'll have uh, vocal wisdom, um, vocal hygiene, um, health and wellness because the voice is also not just the voice, it is living in this body that we also need to keep functioning well and at optimum uh, form, you know. Uh, so we need to be mindful of what we eat and, 
drink and all of these things. So definitely no nights at the playroom. Hey, um, can I ask you to put a, um, one particular song on all your students so they can learn how to sing it? Can you teach them how to sing Happy Birthday? Because <laughs> everywhere I go in public places and you listen to people singing Happy Birthday, why are they singing? Come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a well, simple, simple tone. If you can teach them, that'd be fantastic. Well, you know, you know, apparently it's one of the hardest songs to sing. That's what no I've way. heard. No way. Is it that's Happy Birthday? What, that's what I've heard. Um, but the problem is that most of the time they're all starting at a different time. You yeah. almost you need a conductor. You need yeah. someone to go one, two, three, four. Right. That's a good tip. Uh, you know, like so that that will ensure at least that they're all together when they start, and then you know um, they'll have to. Maybe you could lip trill it. You see, <laughs> yeah. For those that those that are trying to sink. Start with lip trilling happy birthday first and then feel where the lip trill is, feel how much breath you need, and then try and sing it. All right. Yeah, no, I was gonna to say on that note, we've um come come to the end, I think. Um yeah. it's been an out. absolute it's been an absolute delight, Barbara, just to see you again, because it's been a long while. <laughs> But, I know. Um, yeah, but sharing all your wisdom and your passion with everyone, and I'm sure there's lots of tips that people can go away and have a practice whistling, toning, humming, singing, you know, yes. whatever. So, um, thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much for being our guest this week. It's been absolutely wonderful. Uh, thank you for having me. And yes, look, you know, I hope I've inspired people to start singing and um and like I said they can follow me on Facebook and Instagram and I have a YouTube channel and you know they'll if they just put in Barbara Prestia they'll find me and they can always reach out to me um and and you know it's really just about sharing with others that they are limitless beings we are mm. limitless and really, we can achieve anything we want to achieve. I mean, we are a musical instrument, and it's about keeping yourself tuned or in tune. Exactly, exactly. Just as the violinist tunes the violin, or the you know, the, the piano tuner comes and piano uh, tunes the piano, we got to do the same. We've got to do the same. Yeah, definitely. Okay. We'll stay on board while we um, reverse out. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Same time next week. All right.